Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast, Being Back in America, where I give you an insight on what it is really like to be back in America. Okay, so I know I said I would be back next week, Wednesday, but you know, I'm going to change it. I might do, it will be every Tuesday and Wednesday, maybe even a whole week. Yeah, but it will be Tuesday and Wednesday, so in this episode of Being Back in America, I will be talking telling the story of Lena Baker who was the first and only woman to be executed in the state of Georgia by the electric chair okay so this is I will I will kind of compare this to George Stinney but um but she actually killed a man but in self-defense and I totally believe her so this is a story of Lena Baker. So Lena Baker was born on June 8, 1900 to a family of sharecroppers and raised near Cuthbert, Georgia. She had a family of three siblings and moved to the county seat when she was just a child. As a young little girl, she and her siblings all work as farm laborers and she picked cotton for a farmer named J.A. Cox. By the 1940s, Lena Baker was a mother of three children and worked as a maid to support the family. In 1944, Lena started to work for Honest Night, an older white man who had broken his leg. He owned a mill and he sexually assaulted Lena multiple times and would keep her there for days at a time in their slavery. His son and the townspeople did not like the relationship and tried to end it through threatening Baker. One night, an argument between the two of them got out of hand when, not, when Ernest Knight threatened Lena with an iron bar. As she tried to escape, they struggled over his pistol, which if you didn't know is a gun, and she shot and killed him. She immediately reported the incident and said she acted in self-defense. Lena Baker was charged with capital murder and stood trial on August 14th. 1944. The trial was presided over by Judge William Tugun Worrell, who kept a pair of two guns in view on his judicial bench trial. I don't understand why. At the trial, Lena testified that Ernest Knight forced her to go with him on that Saturday evening of April 29th. At her trial, Baker testified that Knight forced her to go with him on. Wait, wait. The town. Wait, 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 wait. The town did not like the relationship, and the county sheriff warned her to sever from Knight or risk being from the jail. I just want to make something clear. When Lena would leave, like, leave, like, don't come back, he would find out, like, if you watch the movie, the Lena Baker story, which was portrayed by Shinano, who did an outstanding job, outstanding job. 
she was with her mother outside the porch and then he covered him up and took her away so i know she did not want to go back you know and this story just breaks my heart because she just did not want to put him on no more like his her mother was telling her her mother was telling her don't want to put him on no more and she was telling and she did not want to and she was forced to you know Oh boy. The son, Ernest Knight's son, also beat on her another occasion wanted to stay away from his father, but Ernest Knight still find or found a way to get Lena anyhow. Lena said she got away from Knight that night and stepped in the woods. As she returned to Georgia the next morning, Ernest cornered her, taking her to the Grayson and locking her in. When he returned, Baker told him she was leaving. According to Lena, they tussled over the pistol after he threatened her with an iron bar. She immediately reported to J.A. Cox, the county coroner who had previously employed her. The all-white, all-male jury rejected Baker's plea of self-defense and convicted her of capital murder by the end of the first day of the trial. Oh boy. Now you know when you charge a cover some order, it is an automatic death sentence. In addition to legal racial segregation imposed by the white dominated Georgia legislature, it had disenfranchised most black people since the turn of the century, which disqual- which disqualified them from jury service. After Lena's court-appointed counsel, W.L. Ferguson, fell on appeal, he dropped Lena Baker as a client. What the hell kind of lawyer is that? The governor, who at the time, Ellis Arnold, granted Lena Baker a 60-day reprieve so that the Board of Pardons and Parole could review the case. But in January of 1945, it denied her clemency. She was transferred to Georgia State Prison at Redsville on February 23rd. 1945. <sighs> These were her last words before being electrocuted by, le- by the electric chair on March 5th, 1945. What I'd done, I didn't stop the fence. Oh, I would have been killed myself. Why I was, I could not overcome it. God has forgiven me. I have nothing against anyone. I picked cotton for Mr. Pritchett. And he has been good to me. I am ready to go. I am one in the number. I am ready to meet my God. I have very, I have a very strong conscience. She was buried. In, she was buried in an unmarked, unmarked grave behind Mount Vernon Baptist Church, where she had sung as a very young little girl in the choir. <coughs> In 1998, the members of the congregation arranged for a simple headstone for her grave. That year, two articles were published about her case. In 2003, descendants of Baker's family began to mark the anniversary of her death and Mother's Day at, the, at her graveside. That year, Baker's grandnephew, Roosevelt Curry, requested an official pardon from the state heir by the Georgia based prison advocacy group, Prison and Jail Project. In nine, in 2005, the parole board granted Baker a full 
an unconditional pardon, which I believe is too late because he could have well pardoned her when she was alive. And I don't believe she should have died. Like, no. Commentators have suggested that in 1945, the Board of Pardons and Parole could have lowered her charge of volunteering manslaughter, which would have carried an average 15 year sentence and saved her life. <sighs> Also, if you are in some movies about this kind of stuff, there's a movie that Tashina Arnold played called The Lena Baker Story. And there's also a book by Leila Bon Phillips. I just want to um I just want to say that when I first read this story I was like, Wow I did not know America would treat someone like this, especially a person of color, you know. Look, I know she kills somebody but I don't think she meant to because they were fighting over the pistol and then it accidentally killed him, you know. But when she, when, when the incident occurred, she immediately reported it. Like, she immediately reported it. And if you watch the movie, there was a black man who killed a white man and when they, they did a bad thing, they know they're not gonna get out because if you kill a white person, if you kill a white person back then, you're not getting out now, so... <sighs> this is just sad, like, I don't like how, I don't like, I don't like under children, I don't like how hard children have to grow up without their mom, like, so sad, so sad. I hope you guys enjoyed this video, make sure you share this podcast and if you know Damien from CNN please contact him because I would love to have him as I guess my podcast I love you guys stay safe wear your mask social distance and stay positive but test negative bye